Wakan drums are unique, and let me share why. Welcome and thank you for visiting with me today. I hope your day is full of blessings and amazing events as you walk along your path. Spiritual drums are used around the world. Examples are Native American tribal drums, tribal drums from all over the world, specific shamanic healing drums, sound healing drums, Reiki and shamanic Reiki practitioner drums, and the list goes on. So, why are Wakan drums different? Let me tell you a story about that. Back in March of 2019, during the time I was holding a sacred ceremony for my late life partner, Sandy, who was also a shamanic healer, a vision was given to me to figure out how to create a drum frame using many different types of sacred woods in the drum hoop or drum frame instead of just the standard one wood species. Why would the woodworking method of trying to put together many different woods be so important? The reason I believe is in the intent of the vision that I saw. The intent is one of connection, connecting people to a spirit drum that is connected to many spirits, connected to many spiritual medicines of the tall people, which are the trees, connecting to many tribal and cultural energies, connecting to all the ancestors and guides to me is a very important part of the intent as it provides a unique one-on-one -on -one experience for those that hold and keep such a drum. The intent also includes bringing forth an integration within each drum frame of these many connections from around the world and across time to walk and work with each drum keeper and those people that the keeper will then work with. Why is this vision and intent so different, you might ask? Well, let's start with the current approach to sacred drums. The established teachings of how to use a sacred drum or a shamanic drum seems to focus on the drum as a tool or accessories for the shaman, a wakasa wakan, a healer, or individual to use in order to help a shaman go into trance or journey state on behalf of their client, assist via the rhythmic tone and beat of the drum to help others go into this journey state, to give the healer a tool to help smooth out the client's energy field, to help the healer find a spot in the energy field around a person that needs adjustment or removal, to bring a spiritual entity into a new drum as an additional guide for the drum keeper, to bring out during ceremonies such as a powwow, your powwow drum or your personal drum to be part of that event for many to hear or to sit with the drum during meditation as a companion. The established focus of a drum being used as a tool or accessories is what the intent of the vision takes to expand upon and bring the sacred drum and what it brings to people up to the next level of spiritual capabilities, development that we can embrace in our own individual spirit life paths and those with whom we work with. Now let's look into the integration aspect of the vision and what it means. Anytime one brings together and integrates more spiritual strengths, options, wisdoms, ancestors into one spot, the opportunity for amazing expansion of the self is kind of a no-brainer. Bringing together spiritual energies as the integrated sacred drum hoop is why our drums are very unique and offer much to those who they speak to, they speak with, 
and those have become a drumkeeper. Let me share with you what spiritual energies I asked Sandy and my spirit family to place into each Wakan drums. Let's start with the sacred woods. The sacred woods I use in the drum frame represent to me all of the sacred woods on Mother Earth. I realized early in my work that to create frames with all these different woods just wasn't going to work. Some of them I could not get a hold of, and the number is huge. So I realized that all of the woods that end up being selected for each particular drum, they stand in to represent all of the tall people on Mother Earth, and that's all the medicines they bring from everybody into the drum. Each tall person actually has its own medicine and its own spiritual energy. Not all the tall people have medicines that are directed towards being helpful to humans. And <laughs> some of the tall people probably have no interest in helping humans at this point. But nonetheless, all are our relatives, and all are invited to be part of these sacred drums and their purpose. Let's start with looking at the woods of the medicine wheel layer of our drums. The design of the medicine wheel on the drums is a layout I patterned after the Sioux medicine wheel colors. How it ended up is actually my modifications, and you know, in my mind, it represents all of the medicine wheel's intent, no matter what tribe or culture it originated from. That is the circle of life, the lower, middle, and upper worlds, and of course, looking within the self of each person's as we are all part of source. I then choose various woods in the red, yellow, white, and black color bands to form these quadrants. In the direction points of the wheel, I place specific woods for specific reasons, and here's the list. In the north, between the red and yellow quadrants. Red Nara. This is a wood that's used as ornamental carvings on the Buddhist altars in Southeast Asia. To me, this invites the Buddha into the intent of every drum. Another wood is Holly. It's a white wood. This is the wood per legend that was the shaft of the spear that Odin held and used. It's a very direct tie to the Asgard Nordic realm of energy. Ash. This is a very important tree to me. This is a traditional tree species that is known as the, the great tree of life, Yggdrasil. This one brings vision, remembers of visions that I've seen of this. So this is a very important wood to me. Siberian larch. To me, when I read about this and why this wood is sacred, I determined to place it in the drum frame of every drum on all four compass points. This tall person is the wood that the drums from the Tungus tribe in Siberia use for the sacred drums. This is the tribe where many folks now consider where the word shaman was created. How better than to create the spirit link back to these ancestor spirits? And I do remember the point in time when I decided to order up some sample from a supplier down in Los Angeles. As soon as I sent the email, send it, I'll pay this much money, I immediately went into gray space. And in that gray space, I saw this line of people just disappearing off into the distance. They were all in winter dress. They had hoods. They were um, Siberian, if you want to call that, looking. But they were all looking at me all the way down the line, and they were all smiling. And I tell you, as I feel right now making this recording of this memory, my heart filled with love, and it was the thought from them that said they were very happy to be part of this project. Uh, it was just 
just amazing. So Siberian larch to me is a very important wood. Now the east and west direction, there's sometimes I use three, sometimes I use four and maybe five different woods. But prominently it's been the red western cedar, which is a very common wood that's used in many different tribes, the cedar, red western cedar, uh, the different species uh, by many different uh, tribes. There's the oak. And recently I started putting Spanish cedar in, and that's an important one. And then I also, of course, use the Siberian larch. On the south point, one of the woods is dogwood. And dogwood for the Mohawk people, from what I've read, is their tree of life. And I was talking to a Sioux gentleman, and he pointed out immediately that the, the kind of like the first layer of bark inside, or as you strip that bark off of dogwood, there's a fine layer of bark inside, and they, they collect that, and that's one of the ingredients that they put together with tobacco and some other um, woods, I think, to form the tobacco mix that they use in their sacred pipes. So that was pretty important to learn. Also on this, the south compass point, I still have another piece of ash, Siberian larch. But you know, it's another thing that's coming up is I got a call from a lady who is uh, part Cherokee. And in the email, excuse me, she didn't call me, but um, she sent me an email. She was very interested in having some sort of sacred touch back to the Cherokee. And so I looked it up and I found that there are seven sacred woods for the Cherokee. It's beech, birch, hickory, locust, maple, oak, and one that's called sourwood. I could find all of them except sourwood. I've got the pieces in. And now at this point, I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to layer in six of these particular woods into the medicine wheel layer to give a, a specific honor to the Cherokee and um, all those ancestors. Now let's look at a rather important part of the drums to me. And that is the spiritual integration of all the spirits that are knowledgeable and part of our drums. There's a specific point in my creation process where I hold a very formal ceremony and I ask that all the many spirits that I hope and I ask to be part of the drums, where they all come together in my house as I glue each of the frames together, all the different rings. So let me go over these specific spirit families. The first one is, of course, Sandy. You know, as my life partner in spirit, she is the one that I know brought forth the concept of these drums. She is the mother of each drum. She is in every single drum. I view her as the master of ceremony to bring all the spirit folks together. And then also the new ones as they arrive and the new ones that are needed. In the drums, I ask that all of my specific guides, my ancestors, my relatives on this planet and on Mother Earth, my spirit animals and many spirits that have come onto my path, I ask them to please be part of these drums as we, out, as we do our project and our, our work to outreach to as many people as we can. The next group, I ask that the spirits of the sacred spaces that I call into being in my sacred space to please come forth and be part of this process and the drums. And these are Mother Earth, Father Sky, the Jaguar of the West, Eagle of the East, the Serpent in the South with the Crystal Tail. Um, sometimes I always call it the winds of the south, but to me it kind of goes back and forth. 
And then on the north, there's the Great Lodge of the North, which is where the grandfathers, grandmothers, the shamans, the Wakasa Wakans, tall people, other ancestors reside. The hummingbird, to many people, is an identifier to the north, but in my experiences and from some of the journeys that I just kind of drifted off into, to me, in the north, there is this big lodge. And in the lodge are those that I spoke about. And then I asked the spirit of all the realms, the sentient stars, elementals, to be part of the drums. I asked the Buddha to be part of the drums. He is very important. And at one point in some of my journeys, I, I felt the Buddha energy. I also asked the Christ energy to be part of the drums. I then asked that the white buffalo calf lady, Chief Sitting Bull, Chief Crazy Horse, Chief South, which is to many people, Chief Seattle, the salmon people of the Northwest and the West Coast, the rainbow goddess spirit, and those of the four corners regions of the U.S. I specifically asked the Lady Freya, the Lady of Guadalupe, and the mound builders in the area here in Ohio that I now live, and then all the ancestors from all around the world. The next family group is to me very important because then what I do is ask the spirit guides, spirit animals, and ancestors of each of the future people who will either hear, hold, drum, or be the drum keeper, that these spirit guides become aware of that these drums are now coming into existence. And I ask them to please help guide those people for whom they are the guides to the drums that then wait for them. And then I also trust that Sandy makes sure that all of those who are supposed to be part of the drums are accounted for, agree to, and are all uh, part of the drums. <laughs> As you can kind of tell, it's a long list. And every single time that I put together groups of drums, I get all the rings together, I start gluing them together, I go down to the roster, and I start speaking my formal ceremony. I rarely make it through any of my ceremonies without having to stop. Um, the tears come to my eyes. My heart is filled with this massive amount of love energy, of hugs. Um, I can feel them all around me, and my house is very, very full with these spirits. And it's such an emotional part of me as I'm doing this. It's just plain amazing. And it's such an amazing gift. So that's kind of the, the group of spirits that I asked to come into each of the drums to be that spiritual integration. That's the group of sacred woods that I put together just in the medicine wheel. Now, the rest of the drum, I usually have about another 20 different species that intermingle in every single layer of the drum. There's just ranging everything, walnut, spruce, um, elm, just all sorts of them. And there's one wood specific that is called, um, it's from Africa. It's called, uh, I'll have to think about it in a minute, but it's a very, very dark wood. But it's part of it to kind of make a touchstone back down in Africa. Now that we've looked at the wood contributions, the tall trees contributions that are in the drums for integration, the spiritual contributions, the last thing I'm going to say is that as I put these drums together, there's a couple of items that I sprinkle into the glue to be part of each drum. The first thing I sprinkle into the glue at the medicine wheel is a little bit of black sand, which is called magnetite. 
And that's sand that um, Sandy and I collected on the beaches of Washington State. So they come, they're in an area of the Pacific where the Columbia River rolls into the Pacific. And we used to do a lot of gold mining on that beach. Well, that particular sand connects me to the oceans. It connects, connects me to Mother Earth very, very deeply and to the oceans and to, uh, to my partner, Sandy. The second mineral that I put into the glue that's on the medicine wheel layer, something called kimberlite. This particular kimberlite comes from Brazil. And I, uh, a friend of mine at uh, 2018 Burning Man that I met at the Shaman Dome camp, he was bringing those to give to people. And um, it's, a, it's an important inclusion into the drums because that provides another link to a specific area, a link to the shamans, a link to the, all the ancestors in South America. So that's why the Kimberlite is in this particular, in all the drums, actually. Another mineral that I put into the glue that's in a medicine wheel layer is something called shungite. And my friend Derek up in um, Mystical Wares up in Washington, up in Arlington, he has a store up there. But he's a very sensitive person, very much a medium and a channel. He's an amazing person, but he gave me some of that to be part of the drums. And there's a lot of energy with that. There's a lot of connections to the earth and uh, many other aspects. In closing this story in this particular podcast, I want to thank you again. And I think now that you have, an, um, you have a good idea on why our Wakan drums are indeed unique in construction, how they're put together, all the physical ties from the woods, the tall people, the medicines, the minerals of the earth, the ties to the spirits, and over and all what their intent is. And their intent is to, again, bring all of these medicines, the spirits, the... Um, their medicines, their beliefs, their blessings, um, all for the purpose of helping those that hold the drum, that keep the drum, that hear the drum. It's a rather interesting vision that, that I was given. I, I've been so very happy to be able to actually bring it forth to these particular drums, because again, I've never made drums before. I made my first drum just a couple of months after Sandy went back to home to Spirit, and that's my bear drum, but that's a uh, my specific drum. And that was a standard frame. But the idea of these particular drums now with all the different woods and their meanings, that is, uh, that's quite different. So uh, at this point, I know that's kind of what you understand. And, you know, when you look at the drums that are available today, you know, for your practice, you're, there's all sorts of drums you can... Uh, you can find and you can obtain. There's the ones that are just the single laminated woods, single species woods. There are woods that um, establish elders, drum makers that will make from a specific tree. They'll hollow them out, they'll steam bend, they'll, you know, make beautiful frames, you know, and their intents are as pure as, uh, you know, as, as anything we're doing. But, you know, it's something where when you're out looking for a drum, what you need to do is just to listen to your heart. As you hold a drum, as you hear a drum, as you look at a drum, even a picture online, they will speak to you. It doesn't matter how it's made, doesn't matter who makes it, but it's a matter that your spirit guides know which drum is intended for you to use in your ceremonies 
for your spiritual growth as you walk your own red road. And that's what I say. So blessings to you, blessings to your work as a light worker, as a healer, as a shaman, as one who's just learning and, and trying to understand what the heck's going on in your life, because we've all been there. Anyway, blessings to you. Look forward to talking to you in the next podcast. Aho. Mm-hmm.